happy. You got to be happy. Come on and be happy. Sing a little song. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Music Secrets of Success podcast. My guest this week is the amazing Joanne Croxford. Joanne and I first met this year during lockdown on the Music Industry Coffee Afternoon Zoom meeting. Joanne was hosting a whole bunch of us, movers and shakers, songwriters and all sorts of other people. And we've talked all things music and we've been having a great time together. Currently, Joanne is the Services Officer at Music Support, which is a charity for individuals in any area of the UK music industry, suffering from mental, emotional and behavioural health disorders. Joanne has been in recovery herself from drug and alcohol for over a decade now, and she now works in the front line of mental health services to share her recovery with others. She also works with Girls Rock London, a charity that is part of the Girls Rock Camp Alliance, whose mission is to inspire women, girls, trans and non-binary people through music. Joanne has worked with a bunch of some of my favourite artists, including Robbie Williams, Sia, Passenger, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club and Caribou. And she has recently set up a music agency called Symbiotic Music Management, which specialises in serving clients who lead clean and sober lives. Joanne, welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. What an amazing bio that is. <laughs> what an amazing intro. It's, I almost didn't even recognise who that was when you said all <laughs> those is, things together. <laughs> well, it is you. I took your bio. It's and me. I kind of, But it is you, and you should be it really is. proud of that. You've done some amazing things. So oh, thank first, you, Sally. <laughs> my first question is really, how are you today? Um, I always ask, what is the weather like? Because I've been in, interviewing people from all around the world. In LA, it's beautifully sunny, but I have to say in England, it's a bit grey today. How is it with you today? Exactly that. It's very kind of, um, in, the, in Germany, well, in German, they say liquid, re- liquid sunshine. So it's liquid sunshine outside today. My garden's oh. happy because it's sunny. It's, it's, not, it's not sunny as in sunny hot. It's liquid sunshine. Nice. Um, but it's raining. It's raining. It's very British today. Um, and you asked how I am. And today I'm feeling like the weather, actually. Yes. I think, I think it's, I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite lethargic, um, but I've, I've, I've showed up and I'm really, really happy to be here today, Sally. So thank oh. you for inviting me to be on. I'm so happy that you're here. And um, if you're feeling like liquid sunshine, hey, I want some of that because that sounds really, <laughs> really cool to me. Um, Bottle it up and sell it. Yeah, absolutely. My gosh, we need that right now. Uh, <laughs> last week it was World Mental Health Day. And I was just wondering, you know, you working with your clients did you do anything special has anything particularly inspired you this past week would well, you know what it is sally i've gone back into therapy and i think that's something that, is, that should be celebrated because i feel yeah. like i'm doing work yeah absolutely doing work absolutely. on myself now that i've wanted to do for a long time and i think you know demystifying the stigma that may still surround therapy and seeking that kind of external support is something i really shout about because it's literally life-changing and i'm really really proud of myself that i've recommitted to my recovery in this way i think it's a wonderful thing to do so that's what i've done to celebrate that's amazing what kind of inspired that did you just feel like now is the time or you know because you've done so well for so yeah many I, th- years. 
I think that's it though, to continue doing well, to continue yeah. to, you know, self-care is a big part of, of what I do in my job. And, and I, a big part of supporting people at music support yeah. is, you know, they call and ask how to look after themselves. And I, you know, I genuinely feel if you're putting oxygen masks on other people, you have to be putting them on your on yourself first. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, making sure that, yeah, making sure that I'm well in myself. Um, and I'm just very mindful that our industry is going through a very big change at the moment. And it's not just happening to people that I'm working with. It's happening to people in my home. You know, my, my partner also works in live music. So we are all in very uncharted waters. And I was very keen to have a lighthouse as a beacon of hope every week that I go in and seek some, some warmth from so that I can go back out into the, yeah. into the water and, and, and do whatever needs to be done. So that's what I see. That's what I see therapy as. It's just, it's just a really good base to have for yourself. And it's a space to talk about whatever you want to talk about. And actually, if I had the means, I would be in therapy all the time yeah because it's a great place to find out who you are actually yeah absolutely and I think you are giving out so much that it would be remiss of you to not really look after yourself to have that yeah, resource absolutely. to support you 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 can't do your job well you know you've got such a position of responsibility that's um, it and I, I'm very honored to do my job I'm honored to do my job so I need to you know we say in 12-step recovery you know attraction rather than promotion yeah. so it's you know I need to be I need to be present for people that reach out for help so in that I need to be present for myself and if that means yeah. going to therapy every week um, I also am very active physically um, I'm working I've been working out a lot in lockdown which has been phenomenal for me um, I'm vegan I lead a vegan lifestyle so I eat really well um, and I get sleep. Sally, this is something I'm really into sleep these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that like pre-lockdown, our, our industry doesn't really allow, does it? So it's no. you know, just been doing a lot of reading and research around the power of sleep. And I feel yeah. so much better now that I'm sleeping. It's true. It is true. I mean, I, you know, I, I think about in the past when I've done festivals, you know, you kind of go to bed at two and get up at six and you do that. Oh gosh. <laughs> You know, yeah, you don't, and, you, and your brain never really rests, you know, and no. you, you, you physiologically need that time because your brain yeah. needs to rewire itself and, and, and actually look after itself while you're sleeping. So, yeah. you know, and things like anxiety and stress, they are heightened when you're tired. That is a fact. Yeah. I've been doing a lot of work with um, a collective called the Tour Production Group, the TPG Group, and they are compiled, composed of production managers and tour managers. And a lot of them have said, you know, being home for this amount of time, I've never slept so well in my whole career. That's and many amazing. of them have been on the road for 20, 30 years. So, yeah, um, yeah That's incredible. sleep. Sleep is a great thing. Is there anything, could you point anyone at, in a direction to help them with sleep? You know, if someone's listening to this right now and they're struggling with their sleep, what would you suggest? There's lots of, um, lots of research that's been done around your sleep hygiene and the importance of having a really good sleep routine. So whether that's, you know, not having a TV, not having screens in your room, I think that's a massive one. Yeah. So, and not looking at your screen an hour before bed, I know that everyone's going, oh, groan, another person saying that. It does actually make a difference. And turning your phone off and getting an external alarm clock is really yeah. important so that you don't even have to have your phone transmitting in your room with you. I think that's yeah. really important. But, you know, do some really good research around sleep hygiene and what sleep routine looks good for you and make your own routine that actually you enjoy doing. Yeah. I think that's really important rather than having things inflicted on you because that's never going to stick, is it? No, it's true. And one of the things that I think I've really taken from that this whole past six months is start really small. You don't feel you have to do everything all at once. You know, because no, it will never it will never stick, will it? No, if you do everything exactly. all at once, you know. And I heard somewhere that if you do something uh, twenty one days in a row, it becomes a habit. Yes. So if that means Absolutely. spraying your pillow with, with lavender spray every night for twenty one days, which is yeah. delicious, if no one's tried it, <laughs> um, 
that's a great habit to be, be forming yeah. this time. One of my favorite all-time books is a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And I should probably put a link to it um, because it breaks everything down into forming really small habits and then putting it all together as a whole lifestyle thing. And it's, it's brilliant. It sounds like it's kind of one of these naf guru books and it's just really not. It's born out of science and, you know, creating. How do we create those habits in our lives that stick? You know, uh, and I think it's all those things that you say. It's food, sleep, exercise, nutrition, imbalance. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. There's four there's four kind of things that I always try and explore with people that reach out to music support, for instance. So you've got nutrition, which we've yeah. spoken about. We're yeah. big, big fans of good nutrition. Yeah. Um, sleep, we mentioned activity. So whether that is around, you know, socializing with other people um or actually having like a hobby that's not related to music super important yes. regardless of whether you're a music maker or not um and relationships those yeah, are the four absolutely. that are like you know whether that's you know uh intimate relationships or friendships um it's something yeah. that i mean a lot of the time those four things are in flux so it's like it's always good to just check in and see where you are with those four things yeah um yeah. because they could tell a lot about what you need to align what you need to kind of shift a little bit just to get things a little bit more balanced yeah no i think that's fantastic advice so thank you for that i, I think i'll write those in the production notes afterwards for cool, everyone do it. to see for everyone do to it see. okay so i've got some questions here that i've asked sure. everyone the same questions <laughs> and i'm really interested in what makes people successful and for me i see you as a very successful person you've managed oh, thank you sally <laughs> you've managed so many things in your life and you've taken mm. some great action so you can pat yourself on the back and say yeah I've, I've got this but i don't think these things come easily and one of the things i've been looking at is character mm. Um, mm. so for you personally what would you say are some of your characteristics that help you be successful you know is there one character trait that you would pick out that has underpinned your personal success i think integrity integrity and that was born sally if i'm thinking about it that was born from being a 13 year old kid who locked herself in her bedroom and dedicated her life listening to music huh. and despite what everyone told her around her about the way she looked because i've always expressed myself very much of the way i look and where I grew up in rural Canada, that just wasn't the done thing. Oh. And to survive regard and to, to be committed with so much integrity to who I really am amongst mm. all the people who bullied me or tried to tell me that I wasn't going to amount to anything. Cause actually somebody said that my, my principal said that to my parents that they didn't have, um, they didn't have high hopes for me. So to, the, it's interesting because actually now those voices that I, you know, they've become a narrative of strength for me because it's, yeah. It's thanks to those people that I've now actually been able to use my integrity to achieve and to support other people on the way, which I think, you know, it's, it's taken something that was meant to be quite malicious and it's made it into something really beautiful and helpful. Amazing. So, but it's about recognizing that um, yeah. and, you know, and, and, and not giving up no matter what. Something my nan said, she said, you know, um, don't give up, it's fatal. And, you know, being, being a relentless optimist is, you know, and, and having self-care and self-love is, is the most political act you can have. But I think it's integrity. You know, I was, I've, I've really been thinking about this question because I've been listening to your podcast and thinking, what would I say? And I think that's the one, Sally, integrity. Wow. 
I didn't fully appreciate that you came from Canada. I, I mean, you've got a gorgeous accent. Uh, and that must have been, and I, for the listeners, I'm going to describe Joanne to you. She's got beautiful blue hair and blue eyebrows, really cool glasses, leopard skin kind of jacket, beautiful smile. So did you always have blue hair in Canada or is that like a new thing or... I've been dyeing my hair ever since, ever since. I mean, yeah. I, ever since I first saw, you know, David Bowie, ever since I oh. first saw Ziggy Stardust and, you know, I was really, really lucky, Sally, in that my parents, they emigrated to Canada before I was born. And I grew up on a very healthy, balanced diet of fantastic English music and yeah. this kind of relentless individuality in music. And I'm so grateful to both of them because you know, I grew up listening to everything from the Kinks to, you know, Motown, because Detroit was really close as well. So much Motown. I've got so much love for Motown. Um, ABBA, Black Sabbath, you know, all the bands, David Bowie, of course. Uh -huh. um, John Lennon was a really important person in my mom's life, and he still is. Um, but pe I've, I've always been attracted to people who are undeniably individual, who are undeniably themselves. And that's mm. that, that, for me, brought me into... Um, brought me into listening to music like Nirvana when I was younger. And I got really into the Riot Girl scene when I was younger. And even though I was too young to be a part of it, I still felt by association I was a part of it. And that was my tribe. And yeah. I've always, always expressed myself visually um, ever since I remember from when I was really young. And my parents, we come from very humble beginnings. We used to shop in the, in the thrift stores before it was a cool thing to do. So like, you know, being given like 25 cents and saying, okay, go and make your outfit with that 25 cents. And I was just like, I just thought that like, that was like the opportunity to do what I wanted. You know, that was like permission to be like, oh my God, I'm gonna go and be <laughs> the most extravagant. And, you know, and, and I just used to wear whatever I wanted. Um, and again, in rural Canada, that was just not the done thing. I mean, I was like stopping cars in the middle, like when I was, when I was like 10 years old because of the way I looked. Um, but my parents were very much just encouraging me to do what I wanted to do. So, what, and again, I'm so grateful. Parents. Yeah. How yeah. amazing. I mean, they were, they were British and they grew up in the age of punk. So they were like, well, whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> it is whatever she wants to do. She's going to do. So I remember, I think I dyed my hair, like the first color I dyed, it was probably purple when I was about 13, I think 13 or 14. So it's always been, you know, just expressing yourself visually and taking, taking, you know, a lot of, um, I took a lot of notes from a lot of people, like I said, in the Riot Girl scene and, you know, people like Polly Styrene from X-Ray Specs. I, oh, I never amazing. obviously, I mean, she's literally, I can't sing her praises higher. She's just what she did and what she represents to me as a, you know, as a person of color who was a punk and a woman in those days, you know, at that time, she's just such a revolutionary. And even now, I, I still don't know anyone who comes close to her. She's just, but she was like literally my, uh, my heroine when I was a kid. And she still like holds such a special place in my heart. And without her, I wouldn't be alive. And that's, that is actual fact. That's amazing. It's amazing how these role models in music actually give us hope, you know, and we yeah. can be quite isolated in our little world. And yet we yeah. see these amazing women and men and you can go, I, I see myself in you. You're, yeah, you're I mean, absolutely. I, yeah, I needed that. And I was, you know, I was really lucky to be a part of the fanzine community as well. I had fanzines sent to me. So I knew that like, you know, like labels like Kill Rock Stars were, existed. And I just wanted to be a part of that in whatever I could, you know, send, send a stamped addressed envelope too with $5, <laughs> you know, and I'd get back these beautiful handmade magazines of, of other music fans. 
and it was like literally a portal into this world and I was just like oh my gosh there's other people other than me I felt so isolated yeah. and that's why I go back to the word integrity because despite everyone around me telling me I was doing the wrong thing I still like persisted with what I really wanted and I knew I wanted to work in music I was like I have to do this it is my calling whatever it is I need to do this and how it, wherever it takes me I need to go there wow that's incredible yeah. I mean the next question kind of almost leads on that from that actually you know looking back at your 18 year old self now I don't know if you were still in Canada at that point what advice would you give to that person you know what would you do again what would you avoid you know Mm. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, I moved to the UK when I turned 18 huh. and I, I'd worked in a record shop in Reading. I worked in a rec I worked at Virgin Records and I'm so glad I did. And it's because of all of that homework that I'd done previous of those 18 years, I was able to come to England and feel like, all right, I've got this. And I was able to find my tribe. I found other people. I was really lucky. My boss at the time put me in charge of vinyl. So like the vinyl section was mine. And I used to just stand and talk for hours to people. And that's when I first found like electronic music as well. So like Kraftwerk, the Chemical Brothers, all these people. And these things were really happening in the UK, obviously. And finding like, you know, finding like illegal, illegal raves that were happening in, in places like Hackney. You know, that was like life changing. And I remember going to some of the very early grime parties. And it's because I had this lack of inhibition. I just wanted music so badly. I just went to wherever it was. It was like wherever the, wherever the message was, I needed to be there. So like, because I'd been so hungry for it in Canada, it'd been like building up. I just went, I was like, I had, I was like, I don't care what happens. I never, ever had one problem at any of the parties I ever went to, you know, all that I did was just wanted to be with my people. So mm -hmm. if there's anything I'd say was just like, go and find that source and get to it and just enjoy it. Yeah. It, it sort of feels almost like a distant memory, sort of live music right now. And I'm listening to you go, and I've almost got a pain in my heart, yeah. missing those live moments and the ability to find our tribes. You know, if you're kind of uh, thinking of the sort of younger people that might be listening to this now, students, what would do you have any advice for them? Any encouragement when it feels difficult right now to find your tribe? Do whatever you, by any means necessary, find each other online. Yeah. by any means necessary I mean look at how we found each other Sally yeah just by you know I started I started like I, I, myself and three other people from the music industry all from different areas were like right we want to be in a space where we can talk about music and help other people in music because we just love talking about music and yeah you know we found each other and so if I can say by any means necessary find each other and the relationships that you're going to find and forge now are going to be some that are going to take you through forever and that's yeah. certainly what I found in lockdown yeah it's, um, it's very true it's very true. Uh, the lockdown coffee afternoon thing has just been amazing. Um, I've met so many incredible people and heard so many amazing stories. And, you know, a massive thanks to you, Joanne, really, for hosting that and being the glue and bringing people together. And, you know, out of that, I've already, well, I've worked with quite a few different artists, you know, Mary, Mary and I, we worked on her. This is a new artist. Well, Mary's, she's not a new artist, but she's got a new um EP out a new single out and we worked on a t-shirt and we've I've spoken Fantastic. So it's, it's brilliant but really I've really enjoyed hearing people's stories and what motivates mm. them and how they're doing and some weeks I haven't felt great and some weeks I felt awesome but it's just lovely to have that group experience and to, mm. to have shared and that. we all just just check in with each other 
Yeah. You know, I think that's, and that's the thing because the group's been going for a little while, newcomers don't feel like they can't check in, you yeah. know, and that's the thing It's like people just come and, and, and because we're some, from so many different parts of the industry, it's, you know, and, and at different levels of what we're doing and we yeah. help each other, you know, it's a real community. And I think that's, this is the thing, like I want to stress to younger listeners is like, find your community. They are there. I promise yeah. you. And something that someone said to me was, um, just keep on knocking on doors and one day one will open. So yeah. wherever you are, wherever you, when, if you see someone on a webinar, check them out on social, on social media, connect with them in this days that we can do that. Like do your homework. Now's a great time to do your homework. Yeah. And I have a lot of respect for anyone that does the homework. No, it's very true. And also I think leading on from that, uh, you talked about advice. And my next question really is what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? And how did you act on it? Um, did you ignore was, it or, you know, <laughs> I was thinking about this, you know, um, Sally and I've had some really good advice in my career in my life. So I wanted to separate it slightly and that the first best bit of advice that I had was from, uh, one of my mentors, David Entoven, who, um, was my boss at IE music years and years ago. And, you know, he said to me when I was really unwell, I tried to take my life and, things were not great. And he came to me and said, you know, there's somewhere where you've always been welcome. And, you know, the gift of desperation, you know, manifests itself in different ways in different people. And um, he pointed me towards 12 step recovery, and I haven't touched a drink or a drug since and that's nearly 11 years ago. So that's, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And from there, you know, I had I had a I've had a very interesting time in music because I worked in music so heavily and then I took some time out because I needed to get clean and sort myself out and and also I wanted to work in mental health and coming back from that was really hard this is already an industry that's hard to make once we're trying to make it twice yeah um and my sponsor a few years ago said to me you know because I was getting a lot of doors closed in my face because a lot of people couldn't understand how working in frontline mental health services had anything to do with music, especially working in music management where I, where, where I've kind of worked most of my career and I can't see a difference personally. And it's interesting because David Enthoven also couldn't see a difference, but my sponsor said to me a few years ago when I kept getting these doors slammed in my face, as he said, you know, make so much make, if, if they don't pay attention to you, make so much noise that they can't deny you. So he said, be so good at what you do that they can't deny how awesome you are. And I feel like, again, that integrity kicked back in. And I've now managed to open so many doors that were closed in my face after having a few years to go and pursue mental health, especially now that people are realizing that actually mental health is a really big part of what we do in music because everyone who has a brain is going to have mental health challenges in some shape or form. So, you know, I almost feel like I was ahead of the game to an extent by understanding and being able to work in frontline services at the coalface, as it were, and to be able to have the opportunity to bring that experience back and help the industry, again, by working through at Music Support. I started there as a volunteer, and then they had some funding, and I'm the first Music Support volunteer to have been given a full-time job. And I'm so honored. I'm absolutely wow. like humbled and honored to know that I've been able to support people on their journeys and to get to understand that side of the industry so that you know, when I do move forward with what we're going to talk about, I'm able to to signpost people to places that I know are vetted and that I trust to yeah. get support from that understand music, people that work in music. I think that's really important. I've been thinking about that this week in the context of Mental Health Week, uh, you know, that it's important to go to institutions and organisations, charities, whatever, that 
um have what's the word and it's integrity that you know that Mm. they have the correct support because i think as we've started this 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 discussion there are lots of people out there who are talking about it but we need to be able to follow through and really support people by the right processes and system yeah um, yeah. yeah. This is it, Sally. I'm really keen on answering the next part of the sentence because a lot of awareness has been raised, but now yeah. I feel like we need to do and now what? Yes, exactly. So yes, it's and great that people what? are talking about things. And now what? Exactly. Yeah. So it's like so the and now what is talking to people who have got their own lived experience or know where you can get health help that's going to actually be what you need rather than you know pointing you towards something that's not what actually helpful for you. Yeah. You know, and and, and I think what enables that is actually listening to what people need absolutely yeah and and following on from that and the bit that you're talking about the next question is um when we have hard times and you know and we look at our survival responses and you have been through some incredibly challenging times in your life you know Mm. what is your advice to those people in hard times how can we continue when it feels like we cannot. It's really interesting because I was listening to Florence and the Machine and she's got, I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl a few years ago and to know, she speaks very openly about being in recovery and she's got a song called June, which was on her Highest Hope album. And I go back to that time and time again because it just says like, hold on to each other. And just talking about it's making me really, really teary mm. because it's, it's um, I think we need each other more than we realize. And I think, with what's going on in this world right now, we couldn't need each other more, you know, and whether that's connecting to people that you don't even know or that you do know, it's about, you know, even something as, as, as small as sitting down and writing a letter to someone that you've never written to, maybe a friend that you know really well, or you know they're going through a tough time, sending them a card in the post or making them something and sending it to them. You know, we can't, maybe we can't physically be together at the moment, but there are ways for us to be connected that go beyond the physicality. You know, it's the spiritual connection. And I think I really feel for me, I, I need to be spiritually connected for me to my higher power, which is in 12-step recovery. It's a big part of what we do. Um, and I've leaned into my spirituality and the people that I love in this time. And especially, you know, we talked about live music not happening. For me, a big manifestation of my higher power is in live music. And not being able to go to that source. It's like my church. Going to a live gig is my church. You know, that faithless tune where it's like, you know, God is the DJ. And it's like, this is my, this is my church. This is my kingdom. Like, that's exactly how I feel when I see live music. Mm-hmm. So not having that is like, it's something that literally pains my heart. Yeah. But I've remedied that the best that I can by holding on to each, by holding on to each other. As Florence mm-hmm. says, like, we need to be so close together with each other and, and, and by again by any means necessary yeah i totally agree i for me um when i started working at glastonbury i felt like i had found my church and especially in dance music that kind of incredible connection when you're with a huge group of people and you're all dancing or singing and uh amazing i think lots of people think i'm mad but it's just been an incredible thing for me it's just, it's given me context and a place and a family and a community. And uh, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal when the bass vibrates your rib cage. Yeah. You know that you are alive. You're like, yeah. wow, I'm really alive in this space with these people. And, you know, I saw when I saw Underworld um, headline Glastonbury a few years ago, 
I yeah. literally saw people weeping and holding each other who'd never met before. Like people were just, and I just, I just stood back and I thought, this is the power. This is the power of, of live music. It literally mm. binds people who've never met each other before. You know, yeah, it's just truly. like, it's, it's just, it's amazing. It's true. It's true. I, I kind of feel a bit emotional, actually. And I, when you talked about um, Faithless, that song, it, sends, it always sends tingles down my spine. Mm. Mm. Because oh, the, they're amazing live, man. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw you back to that question again, because mm. I don't know. I, I, I must admit, I feel a bit anxious going into the, the prospect of another six months of lockdown i feel like i've done round mm. one <laughs> we're just about to do round two mm. um if people right now are feeling they're really struggling again what would you say to people where would you signpost them um feeling you know what do i do from this point i you know <laughs> the government's messed up everything yeah. covid's messed up everything and where do people go where do they start if they're feeling desperate you know i mean that's a massive question no but no i mean this is the thing keep it simple and this is the thing i think people think that needs a massive response and i think that any help just ask for help whether that's from music support whether that's from help musicians if you're in the uk whether that's from music Cares if you're in america whether that's from unison in canada you know, these are all the reason why I'm asking and Sims Foundation in America as well as another great charity. The reason why I'm mentioning these people by name is because these are charities that are for the music industry. Yeah. So we have all got our specialisms in being able to signpost you to a place that's going to help you, yeah. whether that be um, helping you to, you know, to, to be able to get some therapy or if you need to have something, you know, something like if you need to go to rehab. You know, these are certainly things that they are, they are there. They are there, but don't be overwhelmed. Just reach out and say, I don't know what I need, but I need something. And there's some fantastic, um, the community is healing itself in beautiful ways. Also through, there's a great charity in America called Backline Tech and Backline have been running um, peer support groups since lockdown started for industry people. Um, music Airs have also got similar in America and, um, Music support has got 12 step support group meeting that happens on Mondays. And also there's a fantastic, um, well, it's a, it's, it's a hang that happens every Wednesday. It's from 6 PM called the back lounge meeting, which is like for anyone in, in any, any area of the industry that just wants to come and talk to other people. And that there's nothing, they often, it's fantastic. It's run by a great tour manager called Susie Green, who herself was just feeling very isolated and needed to talk to other people and she wanted to do that in, in a group setting because she's usually on tour. So she's usually with her touring family. Yeah. So she said, you know, where would we normally meet? We'd be, meet in the back lounge on a bus. <laughs> so she started, she started back lounge. It's been going now for, I think, four months. Um, and it's just a fantastic place to come and be together, whether that's sharing tears or sharing laughs. Um, and it's just been beautiful to see, again, people connecting by any means necessary, but just talk to, talk to someone. That's all I can say is talk to you and you are not alone talk to someone you are not alone talk to someone I, th I think that's yeah. that's great great advice and then Joanne you personally um to survive we need good practices we need good habits what things you know what couple of habits could you share that you personally do to make you 
effective? What what things are the most value to you, would you say? I, I'm so glad you asked this question. When you sent me questions, I was like, oh, this is so good because it's something I'm always really keen to hear for people and how they look. Yeah. I always say, how are you looking after yourself? Yeah. This is, that's, that's, that's how I received that question. Yeah. So um, as I said, I'm part of a very well-connected 12-step fellowship and that's amazing. So I need to keep in touch with other people in that 12-step fellowship and also my sponsor. I need to go to meetings. Um, I also need to sleep. Sleep, yeah. again, it's that four pillars. Sleep. sleep. Yeah. I need to do things for me. That's really important too, to look after yeah. myself, whether that be crocheting or reading or, you know, taking hours out, going out with a dog um, and staying connected to people that care about me and that I care about, yeah. especially right now. Um, and obviously listening to music all, all the time, yeah. <laughs> basically yes. until life can come back. I feel like I'm drip feeding myself music every day yeah what are you what are you listening to right now that you like have you got any little lockdown discoveries would i mean charlie xcx's album was fantastic it was a great and Dreamwife put out an album as well which was amazing in lockdown but you know what it is sally is i've really gone back to listening to albums and to music that like makes me feel held and mm. that's why i've been listening to florence and the machine but i tell you someone who's such a big has been a really big part of my recovery journey is bat for lashes Huh. So Natasha Khan, yeah, her first album when it came out was when I was just getting clean and I used to listen to it. Um, I used to go put it on my iPod. That's how long ago it was <laughs> on my iPod. Um, and I used to cycle through Berlin all night for and play it for like play the first album like nine hours straight, just cycling all night. And then I'd come home and sleep for a few hours and then just walk through the city with my dog all day and listen to that album over and over again. And it's interesting because her latest album, Lost Girls, came out. Um, and I've been it's been on repeat during lockdown because it just it just fills me with such hope and familiarity. Yeah. And I feel like if that's what people need right now, then just go to it. Yeah. I love that music does that. I have a few go-to things and uh yeah, I I just I love that. I love that. Um thinking again about the next generation. Um, if someone was going to come and work for you on your team, um, on any of your charity things, or even in, you know, your new music agency, what qualities do you look for in someone to make them a great producer, engineer, songwriter, team player, team member? What kind of things are you looking for personally? Integrity is a big one. Yeah. I hold that very close to my heart, yeah. but also I think Sally as well. I think someone of who's honest and pure with their motivations yeah. because this industry can be very, very challenging. And when people aren't transparent about who they are and what they bring, it can make things even more challenging. So yeah. I think it's, it's someone who is able to be honest and also who's able to, to be honest with whatever happens, whether they make a mistake, whether they don't know the answer to something. And that's something I find, I mean, I am a big blagger. I blag a lot. It's, it's just the nature of what we do in this business, but I'm also very, very much a realist and being like, actually, do you know what? I don't know the answer to this. Can you help me? So someone yeah. that's actually ready to ask for help. I think that's super important in a team. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic advice. I totally agree. It's okay to be honest and say, I don't know this, but I yeah. might, I know someone I'm a great, I know someone who can help you kind of yeah and uh, yeah likewise and I think you and I are great connectors and I love yeah. being a person that is like to be connected and I love connecting with other people yeah and you just never know when those people those people are, are like your tools in your toolbox yeah you know and, and and 
but treat them with the respect that they deserve. They are not just someone that is a contact in your contact book, mm -hmm. you know, really like work on those relationships rather than just Absolutely. using someone. Um, Absolutely. Super important. Yeah, Relationship super management important. is huge. Yeah, I just, um, I totally agree. I, w I want us to um, finish on your latest project. You, and I just want you to share really a bit about your music management uh, company, Symbiotic. And I think it's such an important thing. Do you want to just tell everybody about what, it, what you're doing there and the motive? I'd love to. Um, behind yeah, I'd it. love to. I'd love to. So Symbiotic was born um, when a friend of mine came together who's also in long-term recovery. So a friend of mine called Nick Ashton Hart. And Nick um, has, had been a music manager for many years. So he managed everyone from the UK subs to Heaven 17 to uh, James Brown in his final years. And Nick and I had seen each other before out and about in Soho. And he'd heard me mention that I wanted to work with a, basically do some carry David and Tobin's legacy on essentially, who was a manager who was very open in 12 step recovery and led a sober lifestyle. And I said, look, that's what I want to be a part of. And Nick said, you know, I've, I've wanted to come back to music for a little while. How do you feel about starting a management company that works to support people who are living a sober lifestyle? I said, well, that's obviously my calling. So let's do it. Yeah. And we got together earlier on this year to kind of make things happen. And we had the plans to go out and find an artist to work with. Um, however, with coronavirus doing what it's doing, um, it's, it's, it's trying to find the people that, that would love to be managed in that way um, in this climate. Yeah. So that's what we're, that's what our current, our current challenges in the background. Um, but we are very committed to ensuring that, you know, artists come to work and they feel that their environment is conducive to them being able to work. And if that means not being surrounded by drugs and alcohol, then we will provide that space. We're also working with some great tour managers and production managers that want to see that happen. Who've already got that experience in, in having sober tours. Um, so it's going to be, you're going to come to work and you're going to love the space that you work in rather than we need to make these things different for you. No, that's yeah. not the case. So we're going to support you in whatever you want that to be. And, you know, Nick is such a fantastic um, negotiator uh, as a sober person himself. I think that with that extra layer of, of understanding, um, the right artist is really going to appreciate that support. Yeah. Well, I wish you well on that because it's a fantastic project. And I think it's what the music industry absolutely needs. You know, we've lost too many people to drug mm. and alcohol addictions. And I absolutely salute what you're doing. And thank you. Thank you, Sally. Best on it. So that's, that's the end of our questions. And um, where can people connect with you, Joanne? What's the best platforms, Twitter, email, where can they find you? If you find me on Twitter, because I tend to be more of a Twitterer than anything, um, my handle is at Joanne underscore does underscore it. Um, <laughs> that's where I am. So come okay. and find me and I'm really active on this. So come and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Brilliant. I'll put a link at the bottom of the podcast as well so people can find you. Um, Fantastic. Joanne, you've been amazing. I really, really appreciate all the different things that you've shared and lots to think about. And um, I'm going to put some of those links again in the in the podcast notes so that people can find the groups that you're talking about because it's much needed. Thank you so much for being on The Secrets of Success. And um, I wish you a lovely autumn and sending you all the love. Thank you, Sally. And thank you again so much for the opportunity and look after yourself.
I will do. Thanks, Joanne. Thank you for listening to the Love Live Music Secrets of Success podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Love Live Music UK or come and visit my website, www.lovelivemusic.co.uk. Sing a little song.